Welcome to episode 10 of the official Average Boy Podcast. Yes, double digits. I'm feeling older already. Hey, Jesse, how's my beard looking? Uh, pretty good, I guess, if you're a 10-year-old. Uh, well, I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, and the guy who's going to encourage Average Boy to stop calling the three hairs growing out of his chin a beard. Okay, message <laughs> received. You need glasses. Anyway, hello. I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Normally average boy, but today you could call me nervous boy because I'm super nervous thanks to this big church kickball tournament coming up. All the youth groups in my area put together teams and play against each other. Oh, a kickball tournament? That sounds fun. You know, why are you nervous? I'm nervous because I'm the only person to actually strike out in kickball, evidently ever. Plus, I'm not fast, and even when I do kick the ball, or okay, let's be honest, when the ball accidentally hits my foot... The other team usually gets me out before I even reach first base. Well, Bob, maybe the other team just plays really good defense in the field. I mean, how slow can you be? Uh, well, you know how in PE class when the teacher makes you race around the track? Yeah. Well, I was once in full sprint, running as fast as I could, and a butterfly actually landed on me. It was so embarrassing, and I lost my concentration, and I came in last in the race. Which was sad because I really thought I was going to beat Rebecca because she had broken her leg. But man, that girl can really work those crutches. Wow, she sounds impressive. But if our listeners don't know what kickball is, can you explain it? Oh, sure. Uh, Kickball is like, uh, it's like baseball, only with a bouncy ball that you kick instead of hit with a bat. Uh, Basically, the pitcher rolls the ball toward home plate and the kicker kicks it, or I guess in my case doesn't. But once the ball is kicked into the field, the kicker tries to run around the bases while the other team tries to catch the ball and get that runner out. I've never been good at catching anything, except a flu, which is, I think, why they put me in outfield. Well, outfield is an important position. Well, I say outfield. Uh, actually, my team puts me uh, past the outfield, I guess. It's called the parking lot. I think they do that, though, so the other kids don't get the flu, which is it's fine with me because I usually bring a book to keep me uh, occupied. And uh, and then my team's real helpful, too, because when it's uh, our time to kick, they'll, like, signal me by shooting flares up into the air. And when I see that, I get on my bike and I ride in to meet the rest of the team. I wish our youth group would compete against other churches in something that I'm really good at, though. Oh, yeah. Well, what would that be? You know, I'm, like, um, like... You know what? It doesn't matter, Jesse, because I'm a Christian, and I know I'm on the winning team, and that's really all that matters. You know, when when Jesus died and came back to life, I already won, So and so did everybody else who believes in him. You know, that's a great attitude to have, and it really takes off the pressure. You know, church kickball tournaments will come, and, and then they'll be forgotten. But in the end, you're a real champion because you're part of God's team. Your worth doesn't come from your kickball skills. It comes because you're a child of God. Yeah, my parents tell me that all the time. You know, the the part about child of God, but also the part about not being worthy at kickball. But I know that I have lots of skills, but that doesn't make me who I am. I was created by God, and I know my identity comes from him. 
When I remember that, it really helps me when I mess up or do something that I'm not very good at. Yeah, you know, if we remembered that, it would help us have more confidence in who we are and be less stressed about life. Because who we are isn't based on what we can do or how much we can accomplish. Our identity comes from our Creator. The Bible says a lot about that. Yeah, I learned a lot of verses about that in church. In fact, Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, We are more than winners, and we owe it all to Christ who loved us. That's a pretty good verse from someone who wandered around all the time. Wandered around? Uh, no, 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 no. Romans isn't the name of someone who was roaming around. Okay, but also in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, We are God's creation. He created us to belong to Christ Jesus. Now we can do good works. Oh, cool. So no matter what happens or what we're going through, we can know that we're winners and we are God's creation. You know, I really like what 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says. It says, We are called children of God. And that's what we really are. Oh, and I love what Jesus said in John fifteen fifteen when he tells the disciples, I have called you friends. I have told you everything I learned from my Father. Isn't that amazing? Our sin and the mistakes we make separated us from God, but through Jesus Christ, we are friends with the Creator. Yeah, and he's my best friend. Oh, sorry if you're listening, Billy, but... What God thinks of me matters most, and I know he loves me. You know, as we've been talking about this, Bob, it reminded me of an interview I did years ago with this Hall of Fame pitcher in Major League Baseball. You know, this guy won tons of awards. He set all kinds of Major League records. He even helped his team win a World Series. You know, but he also lost some big games, too. And he went through a lot of disappointments. And you know how fans and reporters can be. It's just brutal what they can say about you. So I asked this guy, I said, how do you handle the ups and downs? And I'll always remember what he said. This amazing Hall of Fame pitcher, you know, one of the best players to ever play baseball. He said that when he's on the mound, he's pitching for an audience of one. Like he totally blocks out the crowd and all the stuff that's being yelled at him from the stands. And he just tries to focus on pleasing God. You know, using his talents to glorify God was all that mattered to him. You know, he found his worth in Christ, not awards. That's a great idea. I think that's what I'm going to do. When I stand behind home plate and get ready to kick in the big tournament, I'm going to play for an audience of one. Oh, wait, wait. I just thought of a joke that might help you. I... Oh, well, I guess if your jokes can't be funny, they might as well be helpful. Or, or maybe they can be both. So so here it goes. Mm. What did the kickball say to the player during the game? Uh, I don't know. I get a kick out of you. <laughs> so there you go. You just need to get up there and kick the ball. Okay, I'm not sure that's very helpful. It's like telling a high jumper to just jump very high or telling someone taking a math test to just put the correct answers down, you know? Without explaining or training someone how to do it, they're, they're not going to get very far. Okay, so here's what I found that works for me in kickball. I try to keep my eye on the ball as it's rolling toward me, and then I run up and I kick it. You know, but you have to watch the ball. You don't want to look where you're going to kick it. Oh, that reminds me of another Bible story. You remember when Peter walked on the water? Well, you know, I wasn't there. But yeah, I know how in Matthew, it, he recorded this historic event in chapter 14. Oh, it was so amazing. After, okay, here's what happened. After a long day, Jesus sent the disciples by boat to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. I really related to that story because when my dad and I hang out, like, all day. He'll do that. He'll send me down to the creek for a while. Which is weird because he never tells me what he wants me to do. He just says go. Anyway, so the disciples were away from Jesus, and just before the sun came up the next day, Jesus walked up to them on the water. He was walking on the water. And when Peter looked out and saw Jesus, he shouted, Lord, 
if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus was like, come on, man. I don't know that he said man, but, right, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, but here's the greatest part. Peter got out of the boat and he walked toward Jesus on the water. And at first it was going so well, but then Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he stared at the waves and I guess he just started getting nervous and he immediately started sinking and Jesus had to go over and save him. You know, I love that story and, and what a great message. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, he helps do amazing things. You know, maybe we won't walk on water, but we can accomplish awesome stuff. But when we get distracted or look other places, then we fall. Yeah, and I don't want to fall at this kickball tournament. Oh, maybe they'll let me paint a picture of Jesus on the kickball so I can keep my eyes on both of them. Oh, and before I forget, I got this very thoughtful question from John. So can I read it now? Yeah, please. Okay, John wrote, Dear Average Boy, salutations. I enjoy your humor. John's obviously very smart. Anyway, he wrote, I enjoy your humor, but I don't believe that we should be average. Didn't Christ die so that we would not be average? Do you believe we should rise up for God? Wow, that is a good question. Average boy fans are pretty deep thinkers. Yeah, and they're smart too. I had to actually look up the word salutations because I thought that's how you order salmon and tater tots in a restaurant. But turns out it's just another way to say Hi. But to answer John's question, yes, we need to rise up for God. Unless you were talking about getting up early in the morning, I'm not very good at that. Yeah, me neither. And, Jesse, to be truthful, I'm not really super good at anything. I'm actually pretty average. But with Jesus working through me, I can do all things. So even though I'm pretty average, I can be a superhero for God. Being a bold believer in Jesus actually makes me super average. And like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, when we find our worth and our identity in Christ and we keep our eyes on him, God will accomplish amazing things through us. You know, when we stand on God and his word, we're never average. Oh, speaking of not being average, I need to go because I need to get ready to not be average at the kickball tournament today. So that's all for today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. Thanks for listening. And if you want to check out the other podcasts from Focus on the Family, you should hear the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast where Bob Smithhauser and I. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a different Bob. That's not me. Yes. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, but on the other podcast, Other Bob and I interview actors, sound designers, writers, and directors of the award-winning audio drama Adventures in Odyssey. And there's a character on that show that says salutations all the time. Okay, that's... Okay, can can we get back to me? Sure. Um, If you want to email me... Or you want to read more of my stories, or if you want to buy my books, Devotions for Super Average Kids, books one and two. Or if you just want to listen to more of our podcasts, all you have to do is visit AverageBoy.org. You can also read The Adventures of Average Boy every month in Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. Go to AverageBoy.org to sign up. And don't forget to tell your family and friends about this podcast. You can also call us and leave us a question or comment at one 888 465-6595. Please make sure to get your parents' permission before you call, because we may use your question and your voice on a future podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. So anyway, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse. And always remember, don't be average. Rise up for God. Hey, I actually threw that in for you, John. John.